from the book of Psalms, the 118th chapter, first two verses, and the 19th through 29th. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteousness, the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to God, to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And then from Matthew, today's version. Of Palm Sunday. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go in the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this The Lord needs them. And he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them. And he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And when he entered Jerusalem... The whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Long, long ago, long, long ago, when I was dating, 
There used to be this thing that people kept saying they wanted to find in people they dated. They wanted to find someone who could be really present. You're not looking at me as strangely as I expected you to. Because I always wondered what that meant. What is it to be really present? I think, I think what that means is, you know, it's kind of like the opposite of how your dad was when he'd come home and he'd sit and he'd read the newspaper at night and you'd say something, hey, dad, do you want to hear about my day? And he'd go, mm-hmm. Well, I got an A on my spelling test, mm-hmm. Well, you know, we learned about the history of Rome in history class. And you start to go on and on about your day and you realize dad really isn't paying attention. He's just reading the newspaper. And then you say something like, dad, my friends and I ran naked through the auditorium during the pep rally today. And then, you know, he might put the paper down and go, what'd you say? And it's that moment when he put the paper down and said, what'd you say? I think that's what it is to be really present. But it's to be like that all the time. And there were songs written back in that day, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, about being really present. Let's all be really present for one another. It was all very... You know, it was, it was my generation's version of, of being a hippie. Let's be present. There's something nice about that, I have to say. If you're really present to someone, if you're really with them all the way, if you're really in tune to what's happening to somebody, it's very nice to have somebody like that in your life. And when I think about that, I'm telling you this story because I think about this next week coming up, which we call Holy Week. And believe me, that I've had some people in some other churches I've been in, particularly ones that were very evangelical in nature, say things to me like, why are we celebrating Lent? It's not in the Bible. Okay. But components of it are in the Bible. And the Holy Week is the same way. Components of Holy Week are in the Bible. You can read the passion story and know that on this day Jesus was doing this and on this day Jesus was doing that and so on and so on and so on. So Holy Week is perhaps the most important week, whole week in the Christian tradition. The time from when Jesus enters triumphantly into Jerusalem To Thursday when he has his last meal, presumably a Seder meal, with his friends, his disciples, his students. And then Friday when he is crucified by the state for being a criminal. And Sunday when we say he is risen. That's the rhythm of Holy Week. But you see what happens is, because because we only come to church now on Sundays, we get the big parade, and we get the hallelujah of Easter, 
and we miss the stuff in between. We are not really present for the whole breadth of the event. We don't take the full roller coaster ride. We just go from a great uptime to another great uptime. And yet, that's not what's intended in Holy Week. In Holy Week, we're supposed to mm, experience, feel, remember. Yes, the excitement of the parade when Jesus came in and people were thrilled to see him. But also the misery of his friend Judas selling him for 30 pieces of silver. Of him going to the Garden of Gethsemane and praying to God to take away the punishment which he knew he was about to face. The last meal he would ever have with his friends. And a death through crucifixion, which by the way, was a miserable way to die. People literally suffocated when they were crucified. And then, by the way, don't forget Holy Saturday. Holy Saturday, day when Jesus laid in the tomb. Wow. But see, our minds and our hearts want to skip that stuff because it's, it's ugly and it's nasty. It's not fun to think about. But it's necessary. So I'm trying this week to be really present in the moment that Scripture takes us to at that moment. Today, I want to think about a parade and Jesus being met with great excitement. Thursday and Wednesday, I want to think about what betrayal would look like and be present in that moment to really be there and try to think about what that might mean and so on and so on and so on for each day of Holy Week. Because I think what we do is we end up jumbling them all together. And then they don't mean anything at all. So today is the day to celebrate Jesus. Yes, we know what's coming. But if we stay with the moment, think about what it must have been like to be among Jesus' followers, knowing that other people had heard about him and known about him and were so excited that they met him on the street to say, Hosanna, the great prophet is coming into the city. 
think about what it must have been like for Jesus to know that there were people in the city who loved him. What an exciting day this must have been. Don't go too far down the rabbit hole today. Stay with the moment. Celebrate. For blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Amen.